Welcome to Relationship Talks, where we get to take a look at what goes on behind closed doors. I am your host, Laurie Brook, the Communication and Conflict Resolution Coach and Mediator and the Relationship Architect for your relationships, helping you to design, create and live relationships that you love. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Episode 4 of Relationship Talks, where we get to take a look at what goes on behind closed doors. I'm your host, Laurie Brook, and today I am joined by Soslin Temerson. Hello, I am Soslin Temerson, and I am so blessed and uh, honored to be on the Relationships Advice podcast or a show to talk about my mistakes and, you know, I quote, I quote unquote, say Soslin's red flags. Soslin Temerson is a veteran of the United States Air Force. Soslin started a podcast called Remember God Loves You and I Will Meet You at the Finish Line, which discusses how to grow a relationship with God. He recently started to speak about sports and politics, and if you could write a book about red flags, Soslin would have his own bestseller of Sossi's 51 Red Flags on Relationships. Welcome, Soslin, and thank you so much for joining me this morning, or I should say this evening for you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Now, I can see you're coming into me from the States. Whereabouts are you? So I'm actually in Wisconsin. Uh, that's quite a bit away from Australia. And actually, I was stationed not too far from Australia. I was stationed in Tokyo, Japan. So that's the closest I could got. That's the closest I got to Australia. Uh, stationed? You're in the Air Force, were you? Or? So I was in the United States Air Force, yes. Okay. No, I'm no longer in the United States Air Force. So tell me, I'm curious... When I put the call out and said, who wants to come on the show? And you put your hand up and said, yes, please. I want to come on. Um, and we're talking about the past mistakes, the red flags yes. that you have found for your relationships. What got you to this path? Oh, so one of the biggest things that got me is that knowing that I think I uh, the biggest struggle that I've had is the insecurity of myself, you know, and how, you know, when you're, <clears throat> and when you're like, for instance, when you're, you're, when you're born in Russia or when you come from a, when you're adopted twice and stuff, you have some baggage that comes along with you. And so one thing that, you know, I've kind of like, you know, you know, this is a common theme in my relationship where I'm always worried about the future, you know? So for instance, my most recent uh, couple of relationships before uh, I'm like still single, um, I would talk about my future all the time. You know, I'm like, hey, you know what? Why don't we talk about like how many kids we're going to have, what we're going to do and all this and what kind of jobs we're going to have, where we're going to live. And it kind of got like repetitive. But to me, I always wanted to make sure that, OK, what can I do to save uh, for like the, our future? Well, what happened was I did not know that. I was starting to get back in the old, uh, trying to figure out, okay, I don't want to be in that situation. I don't want to be left on the street and I don't want to like have something happen to me. So my insecurities got the best of me, you know, that's talking about the future. So what happened was she, you know, she's like, well, I don't want to really talk with you. Like, we, I don't think this is the right thing because, you know, we're not really, we weren't going out very much. Uh, number one, uh, number two, I don't think it was, she was starting to look for something else, but then I would always like not heed to her, like, uh, 
signals and like you know when she's like hey you know what um you know she's like hey you know what this is this is how i'm feeling you know and you never asked about how my day was and that's another thing that i found out is that my insecurity i've become another one was uh, self-centeredness and that got the best of me um and it's interesting because that has been my downfall in majority of my relationships um, where do you another, think that all started from Soslin? Where the insecurities? Yeah. Um, I would think, um, man, that's a good question. I think it started because when I was, so when I was born in Russia, so here's a little bit of context. So when I was born in Russia, I was given up to a, an orphanage immediately. So I never got that motherly love. I never got that love and that compassion. And, you know, that does something to you, I think, when you're a little kid, and then it kind of resonates with you because when you find somebody that you truly love, you don't want to lose them. You know, you want to like jump forward to like uh, the future immediately without, you know, thinking in the now and you're focused too much on the future. And that can be good and bad, but it turned out to be bad and it turned out to be a very unhealthy relationship in my sense because I focused too much about it. And when you're adopted the second time, then you don't really know what's going to happen. You know, because you're thinking, okay, what's going to happen now? Because, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, man, um, is this family going to keep me and stuff? And, you know, later down the road, or is my girlfriend going to keep me or something like that? How do I know that she's going to be committed to me? You know, so if we talk about the future, then you can kind of pressure her to think, okay, well, I don't want to let her down because we already got something we've been talking about, the future. And those, to me, that's been one of the hardest breakups is that when you talk about the future, and she talked about like okay she agrees with you and stuff she kind of goes along with it and then she separates it that is the hardest for me it took it's like oh man i thought we had something you know i thought we we're committed and i thought we we're like for the long long run but i guess not and it's like it it took a toll on me a couple times so what um have you done to try and work on your insecurities to get past all of that <laughs> Um, I would, I would have to say that's a work in progress. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a work in progress, and um, and this kind of brings me to another another um, red flag of mine, um, which is you know talking about being content with yourself and just being who you are. You know, because I feel like so many of us, when we are on the date or when we go and, like introduce a woman or introduce ourselves to like somebody else, we want to kind of put a facade you know, a facade of like who like we want to be. And sometimes most, so I've, and you know what? The only reason I'm telling about this is because I've done it. You know, I'm not telling like, you know, hey, this is what to look out for. No, I've done this, you know? And I tell people all the, I tell people all the time, I, I fell into that trap. And it's hard because when you, for instance, uh, I'm going to use an example. Um, when I was, so when I was in the hospital, all right, and I, you know, I was talking to a couple of girls and stuff or to a couple of people. I should say like women. I, sh I guess stay away from girls because that can be mixed and stuff. Um, I was talking to a couple of women my age and they would ask what you do. Now, for a person that's in an acute rehab facility, majority of us don't want to say, hey, I'm an acute rehab facility. You know, um, you know, no, most of us do. I was not comfortable stating I was in an acute rehab facility. So what I would say, it was like, well, I'm busy, you know, I'm working and they're like, well, so what do you do for work? And I'm like, well, I'm in the United States Air Force. And then I left it there, you know? And, and then they're like, well, do you want to like 
you know, with gadgets these days, you they wanted to FaceTime. And so I would kind of like heat off of FaceTiming and then I would kind of, and then they kind of asking a little bit more questions. And then, you know, when you're on Snapchat, you have like Snapchat locations and then you have like Facebook and all that. And when people like would post photos, like non-family members, they would ask about it. And then right there and then, like another huge thing that facade all suddenly crumbles like a glass piano. Like what we discussed is that, you know, when we begin a relationship, it's like a beautiful grand piano, a beautiful glass, majestic. And that's how it should be. But what happened was I took a wrecking ball to it. And now that girl's going to say, okay, well, how do I really, can, how can I really trust you? You know, how are you not going to put up a barrier or even a facade to make yourself look like big as you are, but you're really not. And so it was interesting because I've struggled with that as well. Um, and so, you know, I think that also deals with in, the insecurities of myself, you know, because I don't want to let people down and I want to like have them keep, like, I want to keep on that relationship and have that relationship so they don't, it's harder for them to leave me and stuff because, you know, um, it kind of does more of not damage, but it makes them feel more pity on them, you know, if yeah. they do. And so, so what do you think you've learned from all of this? Oh, what do I, oh, boy, that's another good question. Man, you're coming out with good questions. Um, man, you know, one thing I've, I have learned is really not, um, is being happy with who you are. We're just going to take a quick break now, so don't go anywhere. Make sure you stick around and join us for the rest of our conversation. If you haven't already, make sure you grab a copy of my ebook, It's Time to Stop the Overwhelm, giving you practical and t- actionable tips that you can implement right away to create happier and healthier relationships. You know, it's being, you know, it's being content with what you have and it's being afraid of not being afraid of telling, you know, people like, hey, you know what? I have some obstacles I face on a daily, um, daily thing. You know, when that person has FND, which has functional neurological disorder, but it's an obstacle, like each and every single one of us face an obstacle. It's being happy with it and say, okay, you know, how can we work with that? And also it's how do we keep ourselves accountable and how do we keep ourselves like making sure that we don't build a facade because that facade can always be, you know, there's nothing to that facade besides our BS. So people can just walk right through it. Yeah. You know, and so it's for me, it would also have to, for me, it would just have to be accountability, you know, and making sure, you know, I kind of like, it's harder for, <clears throat> it's harder for somebody, for me to like talk to somebody. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, one thing that um, people might not know about you is, and you did allude to it before, is that um, you did suffer an injury yeah. and that has carried through. Well, because not, well, and another thing is, you know, when you look at, um, when you look at like, a, especially a 24, when you look at these young individuals, like my age and stuff, I'm not going to say, hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? Um, I, you know, I suffered, you know, I had a, a major illness that paralyzed me for about three months. And then I had to spend six months in acute rehab facility. And yeah, there, there we go. And they're like, well, why don't you have a job? And so that's what you kind of have to like, for me. And so that's why that facade and that's why like thinking okay you know what um this is why i'm building like you build up barriers you know and it's harder for you to kind of break down those barriers and just being happy because 
if you tell somebody, and there are some people actually, uh, a couple weeks ago, where I told somebody, like, I told them, like, briefly, you know, hey, here's what happened and stuff. And they left for, they they dashed out like it was uh, Black Friday. You know, they, like, made a Macy story, a Macy truck drove by saying 100% off. And I was telling them about, hey, you know what, this is going on. And what happened is that they darted for that Macy's truck. You know, and it's and it's sad because now it's something that, you know, there's ramifications to what happened to my illness and stuff. You know, there's ramifications. So if something happens like 10 or 15 years down the road, you know, and I'm with somebody or even married, well, the bigger question is, and some and um, adverse reaction happens to it and stuff, then they're going to say, okay, well, you never told me about this. You know, you never told me about, you know, I thought you were just in the Air Force. And I thought you just got up at 24 years old, you know, and did something else with your career. You know, I thought you did all this. You didn't tell me this whole thing. And that's where that whole trust issue, um, that's where that integrity and that trust issue just plays in line now. And then that's a lot harder for you guys to have a healthy relationship without the the other half doubting or always having second thoughts, you know, stating whether if you are being honest or if the things that you say is credible, you know, and she's always going to be now willing to go to somebody else, not you, because now she will no longer believe in your word. But equally, I think that trust goes both ways, like you being able True. to trust that they will accept you for who you are and love you yeah. for who you are and want to be with you despite everything else because you don't trust what she's saying is true and so you're looking for the evidence as to why it isn't true and then you're using that and saying right these are my reasons as to why I don't believe you Mm -hmm. Um, do you ever feel like there is capacity to believe someone on face value of what they're saying Like in a relationship or like yeah. if they mess up the time? Uh, just in a relationship in general. I mean, I think most people in some capacities embellish little things here and there, you know. I had the well, worst day ever and really maybe one or two things went wrong that day. It wasn't the worst yeah. day ever. Um, but, you know, at that particular point in time, that's what we like to say. It's, I just wonder how much is it, you know, people just embellishing little bits and you... Well, I mean, I would have to say all of us kind of do that, don't we? Even with our friends, you know, we all do that. Um, and even I, I mean, I'm not calling the kettle black. I follow, like, I follow in that trap, like, each and every day. You know, I'm, I am guilty as honor. I am guilty as charged, you know, <laughs> throw me in an old slam. Because, but at the same time, you know, you can try to embellish it, but it also has to do with your body language. And it also has to do with your demeanor. You know, and also it has to do with what you're trying to, um, what, what, what are you trying to get out of this? Excuse me. And so if, if the, if the significant other is like continually doing it, then you're not going to be very interested. And then you're going to be, you're going to be more busy on catching her trying to embellish two things too much. And then that drive and that companionship, which is, I want to kind of touch into that companionship versus affection, that relationship. Um, that companionship kind of gets fragile and then it gets damaged. And it's like that glass piano that we talked about in the beginning mm-hmm. where that embellishment is like, okay, you know, over time, but eventually once you guys lead into it, well, that's eventually when you guys lead into it, then it's, and it leads into marriage, then you have to be open and transparent. But in the beginning stages of relationship, that's kind of like, it's kind of a, 
it just happens, you know, and a lot of us don't really touch base on it. Like there's a thing called affectionate relationship versus a companionship relationship. And so there's multiple with that embellishment and even with that deception a little bit, majority of the guys I'm seeing, they're willing to um, put embellishment and like um, embellishment and kind of uh, fabricate on what they had kind of the day they had. And anyway, if they had like a really bad day, then, and then that girl's like, hey, how did you like how to dance? He's like, oh, it's fantastic stuff. And then like, well, let's go out to dinner and then uh, the rest is history. But without the guy knowing that he had a really bad day and that he might have had his job fired and that he doesn't want to tell and all he was worried about was um, getting and uh, making sure the fireworks go off, you know. And so what happened is then the next morning, then the guy has to answer to saying, saying, well, why didn't you tell me that you lost your job? You know, why didn't you tell me you had a bad day? You know, we didn't have to do this. It turns into an affectionate relationship and that turns into a toxicity relationship unlike a companionship relationship where for instance, if I had a bad day and I came home from work and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I had a bad day. Can we just sit down and talk? You know, and that's what a good relationship is about. And she's like, okay, well, let's go out to dinner. Let's talk over dinner and stuff. And then things kind of turn for the good. Well, I'm not going to go home and make fireworks go off. I'm going to make sure we go home and watch a movie and call it a night because I know that I have to go either, to work next uh, tomorrow morning, or I have to do something else. And then it shows that woman and it shows the other half saying, okay, you know what, I can trust this person, you know, because this person is truly authentic about what he has and that he does, he's not about sex, you know, that's sort of uh, a companionship. That's why I push for companionship because it's like your best friend, you know, but it's on the other different sex or it might be same sex. It, you guys, <clears throat> it's like that. Um, where you're comfortable with each other and you're open and transparent. And it's not only you, but it's the other half. And it's also up to, for instance, it's up to me to ask the girlfriend or boyfriend how their day was. You know, it's up to my side as well. So it's, it's, it plays both sides. It's not only one side. You're not expecting somebody to come home and say, oh, how's your day? Oh, great. You know, and then you just brush it off and say, hey, let's go for dinner. No, you ask and say, well, how's your day? What all happened with your day? Did anything exciting happen? Yeah. And see, it loves it loves that transparency. Sorry for but talking think, too much. No, I think I think that um, also then plays into how you listen to someone when yeah, they tell amen. you about their day. Yeah, amen. Don't go away. I will be right back finishing the conversation just after this. If you are looking for ways to improve, enhance, and take your relationship to the next level, make sure you check out our online program, Improving Your Relationships. Don't stay where you are, do the work, create your own happiness and move forward with happier and healthier relationships. And you have to listen. And I mean, I should be, I mean, once again, I'm guilty as charged because that is another barrier of a red flag, major red flag in Saucy's, Saucy's red flags. And number, it would have to be my top five is I failed to listen. You know, and how I failed to listen is my body language. You know, and how I fail to listen is like, for instance, um, you know, if I'm going to sit down and the gr- my girlfriend or the other half uh, comes up to me and says, hey, can we talk? I'm like, absolutely. And then what I do is I pull out my phone and just start to like, you know, playing like Clash Trail or something like that. And then she's talking. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. 
And then I kind of scroll through, like, you know, kind of have my phone off, but turned on the brightness and then just kind of scroll through and then not really listening to her, but thinking like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. No. And then because that is very easy readable because then she asks, well, what do you think? What do you think I should do? And you're like, oh, I, I tell you the truth and then can you then have to say well i wasn't really paying attention that destroy that's like that destroys something it destroys a relationship and i've and i've had that happen and i've been that person where i didn't really listen and i asked hey you know i don't i didn't know what you just said you know as kind of a smart remark and there's no way of rebounding you know you just have to suck it up and take it and I've also been as a receptor or as an individual where I spoke with somebody and either the girl was not interested or she was like, yeah. And then she's like, yeah. And then she's starting to, and I'm like, are you listening at all to what I had to say? And then, you know, she, and then she's like, well, uh, here and there. And that's like, okay, well, what's the point of me like laying out how I feel if you're not going to listen? I think what I wanted to do at this point, um, Soslin, is just to go over, I suppose, the different points because you've, you've raised so many points as to the mistakes and red flags that you've come across in your past relationships. Yes. Um, and so as you've been talking, I've been writing a list. And so I have here, number one was the insecurities and being too future focused, not being focused on the here and now and creating that relationship from the ground up but worried about what's going to happen in the future yep then you talked about not being truthful and having that facade um and i think that linked back to the insecurities because it had to do with you personally as to your circumstances at that particular point in time but i think for everyone else there is that real key there is that they're going to find out if you're hiding something they're going to find out so just be honest about it from the get-go so you don't break down that dishonesty. Um, and then we talked about the communication and the listening and making sure that, you know, you are creating a relationship that's based on companionship from the ground up, being yep. somebody's friend and companion and actually wanting to support them, grow together yes. as a couple. And not one person pushing the relationship on the other because that's never going to create a healthy relationship. Yeah. What's your, if you had to give one key takeaway in everything that you've been through with relationships, what is it that you're going to do differently next time? Wow. So one thing I'm going to do differently is one is when I first introduce myself, it's just be happy with who I am. You know, it's just being happy with who you are and just being happy of thinking, okay, you know what? If, you know, not putting a facade, not embellishing, not just being like that, but like, hey, you know what? I am Sasha and Timison. And you know what? And here's what, you know, here's what I have to, not offer, but here's what I've been through, some of the struggles I've been through. So it's kind of like, you take, you give what you say, like you like give like some of the things, and then it's kind of like you say, okay, you gonna take it or leave it. It's and it's kind of a bad way of thinking it, but it's kind of like that metaphorically, you know. Here's what it is: you take it or leave it, you know, or let's do something with it, you know. And and then we'll see what happens with that. So I think it's just being who you are, you know, and being the true you, because a lot of us and getting that rid of 
um, embellishment, getting getting rid of that facade, kind of um, a little facade personality out of all of us, and just being happy. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sussman. Have a wonderful evening. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Relationship Talks. If you can, I would love for you to jump on and leave a review. And whilst you are at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please join me again next week when we get to take a look behind closed doors at someone else's relationship. But until then, I am your host, Laurie Brooke. And remember, the choice is yours. So make today and the week the very best it can be.